0: Hugh Freeze is probably he's probably accomplished more than the last few people that Auburn. I mean, at upon getting the job, right? Mm-hmm. Like Hugh Freeze's resume at, at the moment in this conference, yeah, yeah, is is more impressive than he's he's done more at the major conference level than Hugh Freeze had done, uh, or, or done, not? Hugh Freeze has done more than than Harson had done at at the major conference level. Malzon as a as a head coach, Chiswick as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was more successful at Ole Miss than than Tuberville was you're right so I mean it's it's I mean you you think I mean you can go back a minute maybe that's part of the maybe that's part of the reason for excitement is that this is a guy with more of a track record at this level than the last few coaches that Auburn has had dating back what a couple of generations Uh, when they when they got the Auburn job
1: yeah and the other thing that's interesting about this game is that there's gonna be you know, it's a sellout. It's it's gonna be the biggest crowd in Auburn history because it's an expanded uh capacity, so you're gonna have over eighty eight thousand for the first time uh, ever because they have the new premium seating options and some of the upgrades has, has has just made it so they can get more people in the building. But it's an afternoon game. It's not a night game. And usually it's like the juice is, is flowing the most for these night games, this is going to be two thirty. It looks like it's going to be cooler than it has been on Saturday. Fingers crossed, but it's still going to be hot. Like it's still going to be, it's still going to be a warm game for sure. Heat index will probably be up there a decent bit. Uh, this is a note. Uh, Nathan King uh, tweeted it uh, from uh, on Wednesday morning, and this is actually from. Uh, Matthew Wallace, who uh, who is an intern for them at two four seven, is also at the at the Plainsman. It's a really cool note. Saturday will mark the first day game for an Auburn head coach's debut since Pat Dye in eighty one. So that, it's just an interesting little quirk there that it's like usually it's a night game. Usually you can get this, but I think that like to go back to what Painter said when we started this. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you're recruiting well and you're hitting a lot of the right buttons to fire up the fan base and that's going to get them to have more than 88,000 people at a game where it's going to be hot, and the opponent that you're playing is not, you know, it's not a high-caliber game. It's not like starting with Clemson or the Washingtons or the Oregons or anything like that, and it's, you know, some of these other ga- games Auburn's played over the years haven't, you know, haven't been as bad. However, UMass's, UMass looked a lot lot stingier than we thought, uh, in week zero, and, and we'll definitely talk about that from the Minutemen perspective. So I, I love
0: a big 230 game. Like, I know I know there are people that are
1: not on it's board on with that. ESPN, too. It's yeah. Not, that's how that's how weird w- the week one schedule is in college football. Outside of a handful of marquee games, it's kind of flat. And, like, Hugh Freeze's debut mm-hmm. at Auburn was enough to get an ESPN, like, main TV slot. Not a U, not a 2, not an SEC <laughs> network. And that's the reason ESPN. the games.
0: That's the reason the games at two thirty. I think Auburn, if, sure. if, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. if they if they had more flexibility here, would have pushed the game uh, in, into the evening. But instead, T V controls you know, all that. Yeah, Auburn's playing at two thirty. One of a couple of games at two thirty where the conditions could be a little bit toasty on the mm-hmm. field. Uh, Justin, we were talking about uh, uh, Cal North Texas, Auburn's Woo. opponent. Auburn's opponent in week two, uh, Painter. Uh, Cal's going to North Texas on Saturday. Would you like to guess the temperature at the moment expected uh, for their, uh, I believe it's a uh, four o'clock or no, I think it's a three o'clock local time uh, kickoff in Denton, Texas. On, uh, on Saturday, my initial response was going to be ninety eight. But because you're asking the question, I'll go one oh one with a heat index of one oh six. So one hundred is the expected temperature Ooh. for Auburn, for uh, Texas and uh, for, for Cal and North Texas on uh, on, on Saturday, which is uh, yeah, just oppressive uh, conditions uh, there. But but I think for uh, for Auburn, yeah, it's 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 a two thirty game because TV wanted it. To be two thirty, I don't think that's going to put a damper on the energy level, especially at kickoff. Uh, the question is: is this game it, it, is UMass going to be able to do enough to keep this game competitive into the second half, into the fourth quarter? You know, things like that where where the atmosphere gets very uncomfortable. Justin, you've been at some of those games where Auburn was supposed to roll by multiple touchdowns oh, yeah. and instead. It's the fourth quarter, and if you don't play your cards right, you could lose.
1: Yeah. Now this 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 UMass team has some stuff about them that is going to make it. I'm not gonna say easier for them to 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 compete with Auburn. I just think it's trickier for Auburn. I think there's there's some things about them that are trickier. By the way, earlier in the year, I had said, "Oh man, UMass coming down. It's gonna be hot. They ain't gonna be ready for it." Uh, They just played at New Mexico State and won, and it was in the 90s at kickoff, that game. So, you know, they've at least gotten into the heat, which is a pretty smart scheduling on their part. Uh, So, okay, for those of you who didn't know, you haven't read uh, the story from Wednesday or you need a refresher, uh, UMass uh, won uh, by 11 last week as a 7-point underdog on the road at New Mexico State. Um... This is a team that really had their number last year. UMass had – if they weren't the worst offense in America last season, they were pretty close towards the bottom in pretty much every stat, yards per play, points per game, passing, rushing. They just couldn't do any of it. Um, They go out and hit the transfer portal pretty hard like they have done recently. But Don Brown, you know, who we'll talk about, I'm sure, the UMass head coach – it's a guy who was a small school head coach for a while and then had this run for like a dozen years where he was just a power conference defense coordinator was really well respected. His run at Michigan uh was was highly regarded. They go get um they go get a transfer quarterback in uh Tyson, I, I think it's Pum- Puma Chan. P- Pumachan. Pumachan. There you go. Tyson Pumachan. Um, who started his career at Clemson? He play, he was the backup for Trevor Lawrence and and DJ Uyangale, um, and then he was at Georgia Tech last year. Never really played that much. He's a Connecticut native. He's back closer to home. His first game, uh, with the Minutemen, 192 yards passing, 96 rushing yards. Bigger guy can run, um, and like you free said on 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 Monday. It's good for Auburn that they had a week zero game because UMass was doing a lot of stuff that they didn't do last year. It was kind of more of a pro-style offense these last couple of seasons with them. They opened it up because they have a quarterback who's coming from Clemson, who's coming from you know the, these spread systems. They got some other guys. Anthony Simpson in an Arizona transfer. Uh, Brown was the was the defense co- coordinator at Arizona before he went back to UMass as the head coach. Um, they've changed their identity. A lot of these dudes that they have – have played some level of power five football before. Uh, their running back who had two touchdowns uh, on Saturday, uh, K. Ron Lynch Adams started his career at Rutgers. Um, they have some transfers that uh, that that played at a, at a variety of schools in the ACC, and, and they have some more um, defensive guys to that play that, that played the Pac twelve. This. This is a team that is not going to be the team we expected last season. You know, last season is like, well, they were awful on offense. They've only won three games in the last four years. This could get ugly. It could still be heavily, heavily favored toward, toward Auburn. Auburn's a 35 point favorite still for a reason, but they're doing a lot of the RPOs and shifts and stuff like a lot of stuff that's going to make Auburn be you know, have to be really sound in what they're doing, the communication and all that, the alignment. That's going to be big. And, of course, this is week one under a new staff, under a new system, and UMass has got an offense now that is going to challenge that with RPOs and and shifts and motions and a lot of different stuff like that. So they're going to throw the eye candy out and, and also, again, run their quarterback, run a running back that's played a lot of college football, we know that was Auburn's biggest Achilles heel on defense last season was stopping the run. UMass is not going to be afraid, especially in a game where they're going to want to limit possessions and work the clock. They're going to want to run right at Auburn. So offensively, Auburn's going to be pretty glad that, that they got they got this film from Week 0 because they know that this is not the same offense that was, again, dreadful last year. Um, and like only a, ha- only a couple of games last season did they really move the ball at all. It's going to be different on, on Saturday because they've reloaded uh, like a lot of smaller conference teams are doing now uh, with guys that just were not going to be starters at the, at, at the power conference level.